Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you all about the fun changes coming to our show and brand. And if you aren't growing, you're slowing and staying positive and motivated as regular people. This show has always been an experiment in regular people doing great things. That's always what it's been about. It's about good mental health, having a good attitude, and finding clarity and purpose in a world that's just, frankly, not always there for us, you know? But at the end of the day, sometimes you gotta have a depression spell. You gotta get frustrated. You gotta kick a little grass. It's the only way we grow, and it's the only way we heal. And so I'm I'm gonna talk about some of the ways in which we have to take our lives and examine what's going right, examine what's going wrong, and learn. When is it time to shit, and when is it time to get off the pot? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At the end of the day, sometimes it's hard to tell whether or not we're doing good work or whether or not we are barking up the wrong tree. And so Re- Rebecca and I had a long talk about things, and we are just determined to make it, you guys. But podcasting, you guys, is one of those mediums that just doesn't always take off without a little help. It helps to be a celebrity. It helps to have uh, commercials and advertising. It helps, frankly, when somebody besides yourself is helping you achieve that goal. And so sometimes we talk about what if. What if we close down the doors? What if we stop the show? What if we just give in to defeat and all the bad criticisms from hateful people? What if we were to do all these things? Should we just give up? Or should we double and triple our efforts? And that's what this episode is all about, is capturing the spirit of motivation and positivity and achievement in a world where sometimes it's hard to get off the starting block and get to a place of growth and of success. If you like the work we're doing, please come over to Linktree. That's Linktree forward slash Chef Comedy. You can help us there. And let's begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. Welcome back, you guys. So today's episode is all about some of the things, some of the changes coming down the pike for the show and the brand and ourselves. Uh, And I kind of want to talk about it because, you know, you're just chugging along, doing your shows, trying to grow your brand, and you're trying to write your book, and you're trying to balance all these different elements in your life uh, so that it has meaning and so it and so it and so that it feels real and so it feels um genuinely um real and and vulnerable that's what we try to give you guys we don't you know gussy stuff up uh in a culture where uh perfection is usually the standard we're we're all trying in our you know public figures out there whether it be an instagram page or a YouTube channel or whatever, everyone's trying to be their best and brightest. And while that is a good thing, we often sometimes uh, neglect the more vulnerable aspects to our heart, to our character. So the best way I can explain what's going on is to uh, first start off with my Patreon post that I posted to my patrons today. Um, I've lost one patron. I used to have three. Now I have two. And I don't think it's anything we've done. But, you know, you get used to a certain amount of um, 
people helping you out, and when they disappear, you wonder what you did wrong, you know. But no, I don't believe it's anything like that. She's probably just going through a lot, probably wanting to save money during the holidays. And uh, so we wish her well. Thank you so very much for your patronage, uh, whoever you were. Well, I know who she is, but I can't, I don't want to say it. I don't want to publicly out her. But at the end of the day, we we absolutely love all the support we get. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure that you guys understand that we purposely make this show more real, more vulnerable, more telling than other average people because we do suffer from our own mental health imperfections like sadness and uh you know getting down and grief over things grief over the past grief over a death uh as well as we also are uh, highly sensitive people um uh, i've made uh, no uh you know concessions on that i've le- i've always been very upfront about who we are what we are and what we represent and who we are are two empaths uh two highly sensitive people that talk about mental health talk about empath stuff talk about the paranormal and uh now more recently we're now trying to get into the pop culture arena with movies and tv and uh any current events that um i feel is worth addressing that talks about uh you know trying to become a better uh, country with more sustainable outcomes for regular working people. That's what we've always been about, is to uh, empower regular working folks, to empower the middle class, to empower regular folks in a way uh, that is uh, very uh, open and accessible for average folks. That's what it's always been about. So it starts off, hello, hope you're having a good Christmas time. And I go on to say, just so you know, growth for a podcast can be difficult. And with that, instead of closing the doors or giving up, we're trying to morph the brand into something that could ease growth, as well as continue to be the resource that we are known for now. Over the coming months, I'm thinking about growing the YouTube front, as you probably already know, with movie and paranormal TV reviews, shorts and skits, etc., and whatever else feels right in the moment. As well as we're flirting with the idea of reducing the show to once per week in order to make more content on YouTube, as well as uh, the distinct possibility of doing another hot takes type short podcast or YouTube show. It'd be a little of both. Uh, It'd be both a podcast and YouTube show that is a quick and succinct show about some topic of the day, all about life and the times today and whatever important and pressing matter is in the moment. I've yet to settle on the details of everything just yet and really have only thought this through a little while now. So the details will be given to you as things get clearer. But we just needed to get to that next level of growth. And all this is arranged with the intention to go viral and be a better resource for empaths, highly sensitive people, a mental health resource, and to be fun and forward thinking still. Okay, I added the still part, but you get the gist. (laughs) We don't want to change who we are, but to get with the times in an effort to create something where we're still doing long-form episodes, and shorter episodes that are more easily digestible for people who don't have time to listen to big episodes, and a new front on YouTube that shows off both the paranormal and comedy aspects to our brand. This is definitely not a goodbye. 
but simply a push to achieve the best we can do to better our business and brand, while still staying true to our core audience now who've grown to appreciate our work and personable style. At this point, it's do or die. Not that we've we're not that we aren't growing, but if you aren't growing, you're slowing dog, as I've said on the show. We're trying to create a landscape where our work can best serve your needs and our own needs as well. So I can write my book, do my comedy, help people, and continue to do the important work. Fingers crossed. So it says, fingers crossed. Let's hope the new year is one of the good kinds of change. It's hard trying to find a solid core audience. These changes aren't our death rattle, but more as a distillation and clarity of who and what we are and want to be to best exemplify our brand and who and what we care about. So please reach out to us anytime, discuss your thoughts and concerns. We're here to serve our audience, not alienate them. We'll certainly be careful to make sure that you come first with every decision. Every Energy, whoop, <laughs> energy is intention. Our intention is to grow and better things, but life doesn't always go the way you want sometimes. I'll be thinking very hard about the kinds of things we can do to make this as fun and thoughtful as possible. While we search to maximize our reach and potential for the future, Merry Christmas, have fun, Bri. Now, you know, I wanted to kind of go over that. You know, I, I posted that to my patrons and then they get that as an email and uh, the reason why all these changes are happening is because I feel that the show is doing good work, that we're, we're really doing good stuff. We're having fun. We're keeping it both thoughtful and sometimes serious and sometimes playful. Um, and we are doing all the things that we set out to do, which is to um, talk about mental health in a very vulnerable and open way uh, that doesn't sugarcoat it. And we get very real about that to the almost to the point where, you know, we're almost um, risking uh, being judged and scrutinized by the public. You know, we want this to be so very real for real people that oftentimes we tend to um, put our hearts out there to be, um, you know, frankly scrutinized, you know. So the way I think about all this is like if we have, we continue to do the show, but instead of doing the two episodes per week, like I usually do, I reduce that down to once a week. And then I do uh, more stuff on the YouTube channel, which would include all of the YouTube reviews. Uh, that would be movie reviews, paranormal TV reviews, shorts, skits, and anything fun that we can think of. And then I'm thinking about doing a show where we talk about current events, politics, and anything and everything that's on my mind about modern living in the current state of the world. And this show would be very much more succinct, where it would be 15 minutes or less, and it would appear on both the YouTube channel and a podcast. So it would be a separate podcast from Surviving Empathy called something else, uh, name yet to be determined, but it would be on the YouTube channel as a video. It would also exist as a podcast in audio form, and it would be under 15 minutes. And we would do that hopefully three to four to five times per week um, about various topics. It could be anything. It could be current events. It could be politics. It could be mental health stuff. Um, but whatever it is, it would be a hot take 
on what's on my mind where I can talk about something in short form where um, the long form versions of our conversations, a lot of the really good, juicy, meaty stuff that we have to offer our audience oftentimes gets obscured because nobody's listening to an entire hour and a half show. We do have, however, a handful of people who listen to every episode, and we're so grateful for that. So we don't want to change things to the point where we lose our long-form content entirely, but we thought, well, if we did one episode per week, that would allow us to really focus our time and shift our and balance our time between our various projects. And all of this would really be so in order to um, purify and clarify the brand about what we're about, because we're all about the paranormal and cryptids. We're all about empaths and empathy and highly sensitive people. We're all about good mental health and robust living. We're all about spooky life and nerd life and all things pop culture. And we're all about life and activism and politics. And uh, basically talking about what's going on in our culture that's relevant and important today. And so I feel like we've you know, we've done a lot of good. We've put out a lot of good stuff. And I feel like now I'm at a point where uh, we're slowing down a little because it's winter and because it's Christmas time. A lot of people uh, aren't listening quite as much. The numbers have dropped just a little bit, but we're still getting our core audience. And uh, I'm very proud of the work we do. It's just that in these days, in these times, we have to change with the times because uh, if you ain't slowing, if you ain't growing, you're slowing, dog, you know. And so what we want to do is hopefully have a little bit of stuff uh, on the YouTube front for the paranormal encrypted fans. Uh, we will have a short form uh, episode, uh, to- you know, a podcast and YouTube episodes, kind of like Bo of the Fifth Column, where he goes, you know, hello there, Internet people. This is Bo again. And he'll talk about one topic for about seven minutes. 10 minutes, something like that. That's what we want to do. We're not trying to take his content. We're not going to talk about the same things he talks about because we have a different set of expertise, but uh, in the same form where he does both a video and audio show, and it, it it's dispersed to both the YouTube channel and his podcast. And we think this would uh, help people learn who we are and what we're all about in much more easily digestible pieces because a lot of our best work really is like at the hour and 27 minute mark where we're really getting uh, into our groove and uh, by then somebody has already tuned or checked out because they only listened to 45 minutes of the show and got impatient and so it's not about changing uh, what we're doing or or changing ourselves in any way. It's simply to better address um, the the way in which podcasting and uh, public YouTube content is produced and uh, finding a way to, you know, really uh, maximize and capitalize on what we can do. So, yeah, so look out for that. So look out in, in the new year. We're going to start doing uh, paranormal reviews on YouTube, Chef Bride Comedy. We're going to be doing a podcast uh, uh, name yet to be determined, um, but it will be hot takes uh, of some current event or something on my mind 
uh, that'll happen, uh, you know, like I said, three, four, five, six, seven times a week, depending. Uh, but they'll be much shorter, much more succinct. And that way, when you guys want your daily fix, you don't have to go through an hour and a half episode. You can simply go, oh, here's a little seven minute YouTube video, or here's a little seven minute audio on his po- other podcast. So that's what that's all about. And uh, I will, of course, give you guys more info as I figure this out. And lastly, um, we will not get rid of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm very proud of the work we do here. Um, but twice a week when you're doing this long form, hour episodes, hour and a half, sometimes even two hours, uh, I think people are just very busy nowadays. People are Christmas shopping. People are trying to get through their job. And so people's mental health is probably all over the place right now. So I don't take it personally that our numbers are a little bit stagnant right now, but it, it just it just kind of woke me up to this idea that, hey, Brian, you know, as an empath, um, I think you're getting a little too in your comfort zone here. You got to start looking at the forest for the trees and adapting, adapt or die. And so this is kind of a way of adapting where we can do good work, put out our personality and our humor and uh, our, our advice and intelligence and some of our uh, heart. Uh, in a way that's, um, you know, like, like a, like a little, uh, tidbit for the day. That's not so hard to take in. You just, you're in, you're out, you're done, you, you know, and you can listen to several of those at once if you wanted to. The one thing I really have uh, un- come to understand in the last year and a half is that, um, you, you do always find a small audience, but you tend to uh, lose a lot of people. Uh, from not being more accessible. And uh, what I mean by that is that when you do a long show twice a week, um, there's a lot of people are like, eh, Jesus, you know, like I'm building up the YouTube channel. I put a handful, I think it's, we're up to 30 episodes right now uh, of, uh, from seasons one through four uh, that are on the YouTube channel now, but they're they're just in waveform. There's no video to it. It's just audio. So you see a picture of our uh channel art with a little, uh, you know, a voice, um, then what is it called? A little voice wavelength, uh, that, that shows that I'm talking. And, and, and that is simply for YouTube people, people who love YouTube and don't listen to podcasts. Hopefully they'll hear an episode and go, you know, that's pretty good. And then hopefully they'll pop onto Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever they get their music and podcasts, and then hopefully that'll move some of the cross-platform audience over to a new uh, platform. Those who get to know us will say, oh, I like the work they do, and uh, I want to spend more time with them, and hopefully they'll migrate over from YouTube to somewhere else. But at the end of the day, at the risk of saying too much, um, I feel like we've put out good work. But it is, um, it's one of those things where we're kind of all over the place right now, still trying to find ourselves, find the brand, find the topics that are most, not, not only most important for us, but most important, uh, most important for you guys. And, uh, and that's all takes a, it's, it's a learning thing. You have to learn and grow into it. And then after a while, you start to go, Oh, something, you just get this like smack in the face, like, Oh, I think something needs to change. I think I need to do something different here and make this, you know, more digestible uh, and more palatable for people who uh, don't have time to listen to two long episodes per week. You know, part of the reason I came here 
as a radio person who has experience in radio in the past is that I was trying to do something that uh, forced the world to uh, notice me, you know, to notice, hey, this guy's pretty good. He's got talent and he's a really nice person. He's a good guy. He deserves some form of success, you know. But at the same time, as a highly sensitive person, I wanted this to be highly personable, highly personal, highly uh, vulnerable and uh, uh, and expose myself, if you will, don't take that the wrong way, <laughs> but to expose myself in such a way where, where most people don't have the nerve to talk about some of the things we routinely talk about. We talk about shyness and introvertism. We talk about mental health uh, and some of the hard times that we have uh, with living in uh, the world today. We really try to put ourselves out there so, so people understand that um, the world is hard these days, you guys, and um, I don't know what it came over me the last few days. It was this weekend. I was uh, scrolling through Instagram. I had changed my uh, podcast art back to the original podcast art that has my name in cursive and the and the microphone in the middle says Surviving Empathy Podcast. Um, I did put a little changes on there where I put like Christmas stuff, like there's Christmas lights and, and uh, like a Christmas garland and just little uh, tidbits to, to express my appreciation for the holiday season. And so I think what I'll do over the next months and years if we do it that long. But uh, over the next months, I'm going to take my podcast art and make it relevant to uh, the, the times. So so perhaps during, you know, St. Patrick's Day, you'll see some uh, four-leaf clovers or something, you know, or, or perhaps you'll see uh, hearts and things on the podcast art as uh, Valentine's Day uh, is coming. It's just that I, I was looking at my podcast art, the one that I had changed it to with the pumpkin, and now that is a real pumpkin. I carved it myself, and I kind of um, digitally altered it to, to blur out the background and to, to make it look much brighter than it is. And then I added a little ghost to it coming out of his mouth, and that is the podcast art that I've used uh, ever since, I guess, October. And uh, I looked at it the other day, and for whatever reason, I just it just struck me as um, amateurish and cheesy. And I only meant it to be sort of, a, you know, just a fun thing for the holidays. But as I got to thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if this is really capturing our image and brand. Uh, it kind of makes us look cheap. So <laughs> I went back to the other one. I, I, I fixed it, enhanced it a little bit, grew the letters a little bit, and then I added some of the Christmas garland and all that fun stuff just for fun. But the, the point I'm driving at here is that uh, it takes a lot, really, for a person like myself who wants to be both kind and empowered intelligent, but human and flawed and real. Um, it's hard striking a balance. And and um, I really do feel like we're doing it quite well, given uh, the, the resources that we have and some of the resources we don't have. You know, it should be nice to be sponsored and have corporate backing or be get celebrities on the show or something to grow. Um, but we don't have all that. And so we do the best we can with what we have. So while I'm genuinely, genuinely grateful for the audience we've built up, um, you know, uh, not the last episode, but the episode before that, I started talking pretty ill about 
feeling discouraged about the economy today. And uh, I hope that didn't uh, send anybody the wrong signals is all I was trying to do is say that it feels like we're becoming more shallow, uh, more aggressive, and uh, much more strict as a society. And our capitalism is starting to show the pangs of indifference and lacking in kindness or decency in our culture. And so it does start to feel like even though you went to college, even though you studied hard, even though you've tried all these different careers and different, um, uh, different industries, you, you still feel like the world just doesn't want to give you a break. And, and, um, I was, I was watching, uh, Instagram the other day and this Joe Rogan video popped on and he's like, you know, uh, never, never let them see you sweat kind of thing. And never, you know, he's like, people nowadays, when they can't catch a break, they reek of desperation. They reek of that stink of death. And it is, um, it is a turnoff for general audiences, uh, and friends and family and whatnot, uh, to, to talk uh, ill about, uh, the fact that you can't catch a break. And I was wondering if, hmm, I wonder if people were taking my episode in that way, like I was talking about how I feel like I can't ever catch a break. Now, do I feel like I can never catch a break? Yeah, sometimes, but but that's not the point of that episode. The point of the episode was to express my um, utter appreciation for my audience and to express how um, uh, even when you feel like you're doing everything you can right, um, still sometimes it's not enough, and that can make you have mental health challenges down the road. And how do you deal with those things? How do you, you know, not only do you, how do you put up with the scrutiny and the judgment of uh, of your fan base out there who are uh, listening to all this, but um, how do you continue to be strong in a world where you feel like you're running out of uh, uh, good jobs? It seems like there's a lot less careers and a lot more jobs out there. And as a result, people are starting to really suffer their mental health. You know, and I was just telling Rebecca about that episode saying, all I was trying to say about capitalism, about our economy is that it has to, it has to be kind. It has to be fair and it has to be forward thinking enough to think about how uh, people's needs, frankly. When you only have jobs like Walmart and Target and DoorDash and things like that, retail jobs uh, where the wages are going down and there's not enough career building anymore. It's it's all about just uh, hanging on to gigs. And I've done an episode about that. It was a very poorly received episode because I called it the gig economy, where I was talking about we just do a series of gigs anymore rather than any long-term careerism. And as a result, uh, we've become sort of um, uh, devalued in our society, frankly. And so while sometimes I do get a little bit of sour grapes over this economy because it's not very kind, it's not very sincere, and it's not helping the vast majority of middle-class Americans out there, uh, uh, the, the point was not to uh, talk about it in such a way where I'm throwing a pity party. I was simply trying to state that I, too, feel like there's no good jobs out there today, and it does force you to do really interesting new things to try to survive. 
And that could include anything from, you know, podcast creation. It could be a, a Etsy shop. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a, a small business of some kind. Um, I really do love the entrepreneurial spirit of America in challenging times. And I even talked about uh, OnlyFans a little bit, trying to say that while it's not for me, um, I don't want people to jump straight to showing off their nudity just to make ends meet. I, I find that uh, we're living in a culture where that's not necessarily empowering, that it, it, it is, it's an exploitation mechanism inherent in this type of capitalism that forces people to hustle and uh, it makes us all hustlers, frankly. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like that's necessarily a good thing. Uh, you know, the one thing about the one thing is, is I use Joe Rogan a lot as an example, not to pick on him, but he can handle it. He's a big, strong guy and he's, he's well cared for. So, uh, I am not trying to tear him down. I have no jealousy over his, uh, success or anything like that. I do find it, it is a little extreme, uh, especially when I'm barely making ends meet, but, um, but I assure you, uh, I'm only using him as an example to, uh, prove, to prove some kind of point. Yesterday, Rebecca got home from work and I, I was telling her what I'm going through, kind of the spiritual malaise, uh, starting to feel this sort of death rattle that the brand and the podcasts aren't doing as well as I'd like. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing that bad. We're, we're still getting numbers. We're still getting listens. So that's good. But, uh, in the winter time, in the Christmas season, um, a lot of people are just too busy, frankly, to listen. And, uh, I, I was telling her about the Joe Rogan video that I watched on Instagram. And I was just telling her, like, he was telling you, you know, people to not, uh, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Okay. So this is from the Joe Rogan, JRE, Joe Rogan experience from, uh, 2018. Uh, looks like here, uh, Joe Rogan can't catch a break mentality is poison. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm allowed to do this for copyright reasons, but I'm going to try to play a small excerpt for you. Is different. They, they're, everybody's similar, but everybody's different. And your attitude has a giant effect, not just on your life, but on other people's lives around you. That's the other thing about it. Those I can't catch a break guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't buy it. Because everybody has bad breaks. Yeah. I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. But you know what I did? I, I stayed up. Yeah. And I thought through it. And I, and I figured out what the fuck I did wrong. And then I went back. It's like I fucked up everything I've ever done a hundred times. There's no, way other, there's no other way to do it. And I've had a bunch of shitty breaks. Everybody has. But you've got to realize when you have those shitty breaks what that is. It's an opportunity for you to reassess, reboot, get better, figure out another way, find another way through. It's just, it's just little challenges. And the people that look at those challenges and go, why do I always have these challenges? They're cancer. Those people are dangerous to be around. They will rob you of your enthusiasm. They don't give you any fuel. They're the opposite of fuel. Yeah. Like the, the fuel people, they're the, whole the people tank. that are kicking ass, the people that are out there just fucking hustling, always, always getting things done. The guy, like my friend Jocko, every morning I'll check his Instagram page, 4.30, shows a picture of his watch, get after it. He's out there working out 4.30 in the morning. He does it every fucking morning. Why? Because he doesn't want to. 
And that's how you do it. You go and get after it. You don't make any excuses. And those kind of guys are fuel. But those I can't catch a break guys, they're the opposite of fuel. They're just pissing on your fire. They're no fun. And then the people that surround them are all idiots. Because only idiots want to be around I can't catch a break guys. Yeah. Only the dummies stick around. After a while, even if they're your good friend, you got to be like, bro, you got to fucking stop. You got to stop with all this I can't catch a break bullshit. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead figuring out what you're doing wrong, trying to improve certain aspects of your life, getting your shit together, reading a book, meditating, something. Fucking something. But this I can't catch a break shit is not helping anybody, and it pushes everybody away from you. But some people, they get caught in that pattern, and it might be their parents, it might be how they were raised, somebody might have told them they were useless real early on, it's stuck, and they just, they always, they never feel like they get enough reassurance, they never feel like they get enough motivation. And they feel like other people get more. And they look at all these other people. How come he gets that? How come she gets this? How come he's got that going on? And that all that's bad for you, too. That shit ain't no good for you. How much of that is tied into not paying attention to yourself? Not not knowing yourself? You know, how much time, how much of that is is time, has tuned into, uh, tied into you always on, like, all, your brain always outside of yourself. You, you, you've flushing with you're flooding your brain with tv or instagram or this or that you know and not not something that even even reading a book i believe is is different oh when you're watching tv what you're watching you know what i mean if you're watching something that that has a message where you have to think where you you can see yourself in that and you can put yourself in these situations and you're like oh well that's i can empathize with that or i can this but when you're just watching oh Spending money on cars and and right. making it rain and this and that, you know. Um, I wonder how much of that because like the thing that I found is like entertainment isn't what it used to be. And this this is I'm gonna sound old as shit right now. <laughs> Back in my day, entertainment like entertainment wasn't what it is now. Now it's just like bright lights and flashing bombs right. versus like something that you could actually feel. I feel like it's a lot less of that. Well, there's some entertainment that you could feel like TV shows. Yeah. Like you can watch Black Mirror. That'll freak the fuck yeah. out of you and make yeah. you think. There's still some good shit that's being made. Stranger Things. There's but a lot of good shows. But you have to go shows. find it so much more. Yeah. Like, I feel like the, the bigger things, like the things that most people have access to, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think that's what it is. Right, right. But is it, it that they have more access to that, or is that the easiest thing to easiest thing to to consume? It's very easy to consume. It's mindless, and everybody wants cars. Ooh, look at the car. Everybody wants money. Look at his money. You know, it's like yeah. you just get sucked up in it, and it's it's a very low level frequency that everybody sort of has like a little bit of it. And you see some dude with his open shirt, all these chains, and his. All these girls behind him in their underwear. Everybody's dancing. It's like, this guy's life's a party. Yeah. My life is a party. I can't catch a fucking break. I'm over here. I can't catch a break. (laughs) Okay, so that's the excerpt from the Joe Rogan experience. I want to give full credit where credit is due. It's on YouTube. Joe Rogan can't catch a break. Mentality is a poison. It was uh, 6 million views. Uh, It was uh, March... 29 march 29th 2018 okay so full credit to joe rogan on that episode i i i am simply using it as an example uh it's not to trash joe rogan but uh let me explain 
So the excerpt that I used to show Rebecca wasn't as long as that. It was just kind of a small portion of that. It was the part where he was saying, you got to hustle, you got to do this, you got to do more, you got to keep standing up and all that. And while I do definitely agree with him in spirit, um, in this life, <clears throat> those who give up are giving into defeatist attitudes, and that is definitely not something that's going to allow your life to grow and blossom into what you want it to to be, you know? And, um, you know, it's just the, I, I played it for her and she's like, oh, give me a break, you know? And I was like, what is it, babe, that, you know, annoys you about it, about what he said there? She said, well, it's the fact that he's retroactively acting like all of this success he got was somehow predestined or preordained based on his somehow... Uh, mentality or the you know that that he could somehow predict this outcome in other words what if joe rogan had never made it and he said that um you know when you've already reached the pinnacle of success it's easy to kind of retcon your own history to say oh well i planned it that way when really there's a whole lot of luck involved now was he accurate yes you're absolutely he's absolutely right in the sense that we should absolutely take agency over our own success and happiness but for some people um you know i rebecca and i are far far removed from the cultural zeitgeist that is out there today. And so, you know, Rebecca was just basically saying, it's easy for you to say, you know, well, once you've already succeeded, you say, 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 I had it all figured out. And um, it's easy for celebrities to say, I kept working hard. I kept trying. I didn't give up. But little do they um, sort of expose the actual fear and vulnerability they were feeling in those moments. And so my point simply is that it's easy for a person who's already made it financially or made it to the pinnacle of their field, it's easy to kind of go back and say, well, it was all sort of preordained. I, I worked hard at it and it was all me, baby, you know. And that's not to take anything away from Joe Rogan's work ethic. I just mean to say, though, that for us regular people who don't live in LA, who don't live in Hollywood, who don't have an entertainment job, we're real people that live in mobile home parks and apartments in a rural state. You know, Rebecca and I live in rural Oregon. And um, that's not to lay cover to say, oh, well, it's different for us. Um, my point is this regular people have lots and lots of career setbacks that feel to me socially or economically engineered because our economy isn't what it used to be. There used to be a lot more jobs that you could uh, put a lot of time into that was worth your while. I remember uh, my buddy, uh, years and years, he was working as a chiropractor to no avail, working for somebody else. He was making okay pay, but uh, he wasn't uh, doing the killer stuff for himself. In other words, all that time and attention went into the buildup of his friend's practice and not his own. All the while, his wife had this uh, master's degree in business administration, and she couldn't even get, at the time, a job at Costco, frankly, because uh, when you have a really 
good education and there's not a lot of careers to go around, uh, frankly, a lot of people think you're overqualified. And so the main gist of what I'm getting at is that do I agree with Joe Rogan in the sense that we should never give up on our dreams? We should always go forward? Yes, absolutely. But this idea that we're not allowed to vent, we're not allowed to get real, we're not allowed to expose the part of us that feels like the world uh, has lost its soul, it's lost its ability to take care of average people. And so while I do feel like Joe Rogan has the right idea, that's the thing about Joe Rogan. Does he sometimes, you know, flip-flop on political matters and such and kind of put out misinformation on COVID and things like that sometimes? Yes, he does, and I take issue with that. I also feel like those who are uh, working at their highest ability, the the leaders of our industry, whether it be entertainment or whether it be actors or actresses, whether it be uh, radio broadcasters or whoever, um, you can't deny the fact that there are certain special uh, circumstances, certain special privileges associated with how they got there. They got there because uh, of a lot of advantages regular people don't have. When you go on Instagram today and you see all these uh, Instagram models with the backgrounds of spas and these big houses, and you see uh, some of these uh, fitness guys working out in some of these very fancy gyms, what you start to add up is that uh, these people in most likelihood were born into some level of wealth, some level of success. And I don't really know Joe Rogan's uh, background that well. I do know that, you know, he has claimed that he's had regular jobs before. He's claimed that he has um, had a lot of setbacks in his career and whatnot. And so I have to take him on his word that he's right. But I often wonder uh, if perhaps he didn't get there from a series of advantages. Those advantages are inherent. Could have been financial advantages. Could have been genetic advantages. He's a big, muscular, handsome guy. Believe it or not, we tend to reward beautiful people in our culture more than average folks. But what gave him his break was he got on that show, News Radio, and News Radio launched him into a TV career. From there, he got uh, what? That uh, fear factor. That fear factor was really his career maker. And then from there, it just got better. He went into uh, uh, what? Broadcasting for UFC. He was a commentator for uh, mixed martial arts, which he, I think he does a fantastic job. And uh, and now he's at a point where he's like kind of a podcast leader. He's the leader of the industry. He really literally, quite literally, has more listens and views than anyone else. And I don't begrudge him for that. I really don't. Like I said, I've said this in previous episodes, that I sometimes like Joe Rogan because at least, at least he lives in objective reality. He doesn't usually spout out crazy shit. But every so often, when it comes to COVID, when it comes to politics, he kind of flounders back and forth, going from liberal to libertarian. And that's why I call him a libertarian, because he doesn't seem to want to make up his mind about how he feels. I think he tends to generalize about Hollywood all being liberal. And then, um, uh, but who else could have moved from uh, LA to Austin, Texas, and still made 
a, a viable show. I mean, how do you get all of Hollywood to come to you? You really have to be quite huge to do that. And um, while I don't poo-poo his success, my point simply is that um, we've got to let people get things off their chest. There can be no growth without catharsis. So, for example, for a person like myself, you know, I have been to uh, a dozen degree-granting institutions. I have always gotten fairly good grades. I have always worked very hard in any job or school that I've ever gone to. And I'm very proud of the work we do here at Chef Bry Comedy and Surviving Empathy Podcast. But at the end of the day, I'm not getting no 6 million views on YouTube. I'm getting, you know, uh, about a 1,000 to 500 downloads per month. And while that is spectacular, and I love you guys for it, um, we've got a long way to go before we're sponsored. And we've got a very long way to go before Rebecca and I, our mental health is in a place where we feel like we're truly growing, not only as radio people and uh, content creators, but uh, in our real lives. Rebecca still works a real job. She still makes a real wage. We still have chronic migraines and uh, certain uh, things like I have fibromyalgia, which is a chronic pain condition that often also gives me chronic fatigue symptoms. But I've told you on previous episodes that I don't let those things define me. I don't talk about it a lot. I've only done a couple episodes actually about migraines and chronic pain and fibromyalgia. Why? Because frankly, I don't want it to define me. I don't want any of my vulnerabilities to define the greater message of optimism that I'm trying to share with you guys. But real people working retail jobs, real people in red states and blue states alike who are uh, chucking and jiving, just trying to stay sane, just trying to catch a break and just trying to have a job where they feel valid and normal and at ease without angst and worry, always, always, always in their in their brains, uh, I feel like those people need a special voice to hear them and to get, grant them the validity that it's okay sometimes to feel not completely whole, to feel broken, and to be able to express that in real time when it's happening. And so when I talked on that last episode, the uh, talking about capitalism, talking about my sour grapes. It wasn't about a pity party about me. It was about where intellectually, where our culture is going uh, and the kind of people we have to become to keep up with it. It's frankly a little much to ask of anyone. I don't know when Joe Rogan decided to get into comedy or to get into acting and all that. Um, I have nothing against the guy, but the point I'm making is that the vast majority of entertainers, that could be podcasters, rappers, musicians, uh, actors, actresses, uh, famous musical artists, etc., they all share this attitude of, of go out and get yours, get some, get some, you know, go out and get it, go out and hustle. Go out and, uh, you know, just ne- take no for an answer. Go out there and take charge of your life and uh, never look back. Never, ever give in to defeat. And while that's a really nice sentiment, sometimes we give in to defeat because not everybody makes it. 
I mean, think about it. I mean, think of all the Joe Rogan types that didn't make it. Joe Rogan filled that slot and a hundred other people just like Joe Rogan didn't. Why? I don't know. Perhaps they're not good looking enough. Perhaps they're not good enough. Perhaps they didn't try hard enough. Or perhaps they gave in to, yeah, gave in to defeat. I don't know. And so this show is all about talking about the negative stuff to process these things, to share these things with my audience so that we come out the other end bigger, better, smarter, stronger. That's what it's all about. In other words, growth is a process. Not giving up is a process. We don't arrive at a place of feeling good about ourselves with nothing there. We have to incrementally feel validated and loved and admired enough to keep on going. We absolutely depend on encouraging signs that things are getting better. So if you're a podcaster, you want to see your numbers growing. If you're just working at the factory, you want to see that you're getting pay raises or you're getting uh, well-liked by your bosses. You want to see promotions. You want to see, I don't know, stock options or fringe benefits. But the point is that at the end of the day, we cannot continue growing without there being some, some sign, some signal, some symbol of hope while we're getting there. And so it just felt when I was telling, showing this to Rebecca, she's like, well, easy for him to say he's already there. He's already made it. At the end of the day, uh, the economy is worse than it was 20 years ago. The economy is much more uh, strict and stringent than it used to be. And I often wonder whether or not the, the utility of college and trade school uh, is often uh, not as valuable as it once was, not because uh, uh, scholastic endeavors aren't important. They absolutely are. But I often wonder whether or not our work and our efforts are being vindicated and validated in a culture, frankly, that there's just too many people. It's growing too big. And so it's harder to get noticed. It's harder to uh, be working at the top of your game when the competition is so fierce. Now, does that mean that we shouldn't try hard, that we should give up? No, of course not. Everything Joe Rogan said is absolutely accurate in the sense that we do put off a vibe of stink of death, of negativity when we uh, kick grass too often. That is absolutely accurate. He is absolutely accurate that when we're always negative and say we can't catch a break, uh, that uh, eventually people are going to grow tired of it. And that's absolutely true. But if you have friends that only like you when you're successful and succeeding and when you're beautiful and when everything is going peachy keen, then they're not really your friends. So I often wonder, um, is it true that your friends would ditch you in your time of need? I find that to be a little harsh. I also find it a little oversimplistic in the sense that there's a lot of people nowadays trying to be actors trying to be models, trying to be music artists, trying to be podcasters, trying to be YouTubers. At the end of the day, sometimes success is all about uh, having that it factor that's undefinable. And a lot of people, they think they've got it. 
And then they find out the hard way that maybe they don't have it. And, and that's the unfortunate. I, I see YouTubers and I've talked about this on previous episodes where I've told you to support the small mom and pop places, whether that be a small business that, uh, isn't, uh, in league with these giant corporations to support uh, YouTube channels and podcasts that are smaller, that are startups. Uh, we should absolutely uh, not think that just because somebody is more popular that they're actually better than somebody who's smaller. But uh, that's the thing about this show that is so difficult to do is to try to talk about our insecurities and our vulnerabilities without that coming off as the stink of death as somehow energetically negative. We all get these feelings of negativity, and to deny that is to deny the greater reality of not only uh, the difficulties in capitalism today, especially with such bad job numbers after COVID and the supply chain issues and uh, what the corporate uh, oligarchies are trying to do to consolidate their own wealth, but it's a gross injustice to those who are working their ass off without ever really feeling any sense of growth, any sense that they're moving in the right direction. Oftentimes, you don't know until it's too late that, hey, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree here. And so I, I say all that to say that uh, Rebecca and I are absolutely grateful for uh, the, the small growth that we've had. And I, I don't feel like it's a negative thing to say that, hey, we're stagnating a little bit. We need to be growing, you know, because slowing ain't growing. And when you slow down and you talk about the minutiae of, of, of failure, oftentimes it gives people the false sense of the stink of death, the death rattle. But what are we supposed to do? I mean, I'm, am I supposed to pretend like I'm some rich fancy pants? No, I, I, I absolutely feel like it is therapeutic. It is absolutely good for your soul to talk, talk, talk about the things that are fucking up your soul, you know? But Joe Rogan does have a very valid point that the people who never get the clue that you have to take your negative feelings these feelings of failure, these feelings of feeling invalid, these feelings of not being good enough, these feelings that you can't catch a break, you have to eventually convert that into something positive and constructive. And that's what this show is all about. Rebecca and I are absolutely profoundly grateful for our friendships and supporters out there. You guys, you guys are why we do this. This is why we do it. We just want to have enough success and growth to feel like it warrants more. You know, um, if you say, for example, let me think of an example here. Say you started a new job and you told yourself that in five years time, I'm going to be a manager here. Uh, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm never going to call in sick and I'm going to just put in everything I have to this job for as long as I can and I will never take no for an answer, okay? A year goes by and you're like, yeah, okay, well, you know, the the, gro the, the growth isn't quite as profound as I was hoping. And then uh, by year two, you're like, geez, you know, we're starting to lay people off and I'm, I'm starting to see the, the, the corporate uh, sort of uh, conflict of interest between my values and theirs. 
And now by year three, you've seen all this turnover. None of the people you used to work with are there anymore. It happened to me at Lowe's, frankly. <laughs> and by year four, you have, you've been denied a promotion. You've been denied a raise. Uh, maybe you've gotten, say, a write-up for something that uh, you didn't mean to do but accidentally did. The point is, is that um, success begats success outcomes. And what do I mean by that? I was once talking to a friend of mine who's a lawyer, and, um, and, and I was trying to tell him that there's a thing called success inertia, that without success inertia, our success grinds to a halt. And so, in the plainest sense of the word, in the, in the most real uh, example I can think of, think about it. Like, you wouldn't have gone into college if you hadn't done well in high school. You probably wouldn't have gotten good grades in high school if you uh, weren't uh, being educated right in grammar school in junior high, right? And you might not have gotten any of those things if you didn't have parents that helped you with your homework, that encouraged you when you felt like you weren't succeeding. In other words, we have to be raised with positive positive attitudes in order to feel good enough about ourselves to actually dare to dream, to dare, to care enough to do something, to put in the work, to achieve a goal. And uh, Joe Rogan talked about that. He says that a lot of people are just raised to not believe in themselves, and that is toxic, that is cancer, and I agree with that. But sometimes when you look at Joe Rogan's success, the mounds of money and the mounds of fame and the mounds of physical you know, uh, peak uh, health that he uh, portends to have, not saying he's pretending, I just mean he has this image of him of being this uh, Brazilian kickboxer and uh, MMA fighter and workout guy. In other words, he's living at the very top of his game in his given career. You take somebody like Howard Stern. Now, Howard Stern isn't all those things, but he is a voice to be reckoned with because of his, what, 40 years of service in radio. And so at the end of the day, he doesn't work out the way Joe Rogan does. So my point simply is, is that you can make success out of any career if you believe in yourself. But, you know, kind of like E.T., you know, you got to leave a trail. You got to leave some breadcrumbs. You got to leave some Reese's Pieces to follow in order to find more. Without that incremental progress, without those little incremental telltale signs that things are getting better, that you're in the right direction, that you're not barking up the wrong tree, we are, it's absolutely instrumental in knowing when to give up and when to change direction. And so when it comes to this podcast, um, I feel like we're doing everything right, but I feel like perhaps we're not listening to... Uh, the signs that are here, that are presenting themselves to me. You know, because when I look at the numbers, the numbers are shrinking, not growing, probably because of Christmas time, because of the holidays. And, uh, you know, all is right in the universe. I'm fine with that. Uh, but, but when you start to see that, you know, people are busy these days. People are fucked up now, Brian. You can't take for granted that everyone's going to have the time to listen to an hour and a half podcast and oftentimes my best work is like an hour into the show where people have already stopped listening and so i feel like uh 
all this potential to be this brand, to give good advice, to be this positive figure uh, is often used in the wrong way. And so what we're trying to do is brand the show and brand uh, the, the, the YouTube channel and the podcast to be, um, you know, to, to allow it to go viral, to be positive and all the things that, um, that, that, that lack that vulnerability. And, and that's the thing is I want to be able to sh- still tell you guys about my fears, about my, uh, vulnerabilities, about some of the things that scare me about why we're not getting better. When you feel like you've been doing everything right, you've been exercising, you've been running, you've been getting in shape and you've been putting on a good show and you're still not getting there and you're, you're getting into almost year two. You're like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to have to retool this a little bit. And that's really all this is about, is that I really feel like I want to distillate this and purify the brand so that it becomes the best version of itself. That's what it's really about. But Rebecca and I, you know, we're real folks. Real people don't have the advantages that people like, uh, you know, rich folks have. And, um, you know, when you go on Instagram, and you're just constantly bombarded by platitudes. You're constantly bombarded by memes of positivity or constantly uh, being shown a life and lifestyle of privilege, of wealth, of perfection. It makes regular people living in uh, real circumstances feel less than, not good enough. You get discouraged when there aren't enough signs of growth, of people caring. And so at the end of the day, Rebecca and I are going to double our efforts. We're going to, uh, we don't want to change anything. We just want this to be uh, as simple as possible. And so look out for uh, the YouTube channel, Chef Bright Comedy. Uh, Please go subscribe over there. Uh, We're going to be doing so much cool stuff and you're really going to get a chance to see not just the heartfelt version of myself, but you're really going to see a funny and hopefully humorous and light side as well. And be on the lookout for the new podcast coming. It's going to be a YouTube show and podcast and it will be little digestible bite-sized pieces. Um, I have yet to work out all the details, and uh, I hope that I don't go back on this. I, I have yet to uh, uh, confirm this, but I, I believe I want to do some kind of work, some kind of platform that uh, people can get in and get out and get these really fun, uh, meaningful nuggets of information in a short amount of time. And so hopefully that'll uh, fill that, uh, fill that, uh, that void. And lastly, we're going to keep doing this right here, long-form episodes. So look out for more of that. Um, we're going to be doing probably uh, one more episode this season. Uh, we did not get into uh, the, the paranormal encrypteds as much as we had hoped. That is why I put it down further on the podcast art, is that it's not as much of a priority to me, priority to me anymore as other things like mental health and helping empaths and robust living and uh, simply talking about life and activism and, uh, you know, trying to find our place in the world. That's way more important to me than talking about ghosts. But 
That all being said, um, that's why we want to do the paranormal reviews. That's why we want to talk about these shows. We want to do movie reviews. We want to talk about pop culture. Um, we're trying to be um, both uh, serious and silly hearts simultaneously. But at the end of the day, yeah, uh, you're probably sniffing out our stink of death. Sorry for the stank. <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, hey. We're just regular people. We don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of resources. But we, what we have, what we have that a lot of the celebrity perfect people don't have is we have heart. And we have uh, real homespun values. That's what is important to us. It is really super hard, you guys, to put ourselves out there every week um, knowing that we're going to be challenged that we're going to be scrutinized and that we're going to be judged for it um i could very easily just tune out and go live a private life because i'm a very introverted private person uh because frankly that's what i want to do is my instinct is to cut bait and run and stay hidden so that i avoid the the mental hardship of being judged or ridiculed by the public <laughs> you know that's hard it's not easy but I've taught you guys that we have to have a thick skin in this world. And so if you believe in something, you believe in something positive, you believe in something good, you know you're doing something good and good and well-intentioned, uh, that, that's where energy is, in, is intention. Your energy is to help. Your energy is to heal. Your energy is to create a better world, to better outcomes for regular folks. And so that is what I continually cling to is this idea that we're not slowing we're not dying we're actually growing and i uh i think that's really what the gist is is that i'm at a point where i feel like i'm getting like what can i do well what i can do is double down triple my efforts that's what i can do so that's what we're gonna do you guys thank you guys so so very much for your friendship and support if you want to come over and help us out and give us tips Give us encouragement. You can talk to us on social media. That's at uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast on Instagram. You can go over to my link tree where we have tip jars. Two bucks a month, a dollar a month, 50 cents a month would be a lot of help. If we had every one of our viewers pitch in a few cents or a couple dollars per month, that would go a very long way into securing our future. But I'm going to admit it, you guys. We don't always feel super positive. We don't always feel super whole. At the end of the day, regular people, there is an insecurity in our culture today that uh, is hard, hard to explain, but it's out there. You see it in people uh, trying to uh, make rent. You see it in people who are trying to find careerism in, a, in an economy where there's a lot of jobs, but not a whole lot of careers. And you see the insecurity that we're all feeling in an economy that, and po political culture also, that is just very divisive, very hateful, very scornful. And um, just, it's like we're all being forced to conform into some uh, metric of perfection that we can't all we can't all attain. We, we're, we're not perfect people. We're regular people. And when you have mental health problems, when you have uh, fe feelings of discouragement, um, it's hard to like go, oh, I listened to you know Joe Rogan and now I feel all better. Sometimes it's not as easy as all that, you know? But we want to be the living example of success 
uh, in our culture uh, be damned our circumstances. We should not succeed in life simply because we're beautiful or simply because we have a college education or simply because we um, have some inherent beauty or trait that uh, others don't. I mean, yes, we should all try to have that it factor. We should all look at ourselves deeply, look in the mirror and say, what trait is it about me that people like about me? And we should absolutely try to capture that and then and then make it happen. Make Go out there and be yourself. And I think what makes us fun and silly and thoughtful and enjoyable is the fact that we're down to earth. We speak uh, about uh, some of the real things in our culture. We talk about mental health and depression and anxiety. We talk about uh, the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And we talk about the corporate elite versus regular citizens just trying to make it in a real job. We are realists, um, but we do absolutely believe that positivity begats positivity. Um, you put in good effort, good energy into everything that you do, um, but that's not going to prevent you from having bad days. And so it's really about learning to grow in that uh, feeling of defeat and learning to find a way to keep moving past that. At the end of the day, um, Rebecca and I, yeah, we sometimes worry about the growth of the show, but at the end of the day, I mean... Uh, we love what we do. We love who we represent, uh, and we love the the work we're doing. And we love to con- to continue to try to make this as uh, fulfilling and fun and thoughtful and thought provoking as possible for you guys. I hope I hope we're we're doing okay to help you. You know, the one thing I'm trying to avoid is try. Uh, I'm a, I'm trying to avoid to be a perfect person. I'm trying to avoid being uh, somebody who comes off like a master of something uh, or some kind of guru. I think there's too many influencers out there that are faking it, um, and they're not really as smart or or as well-versed as they like to think. You see all these people on social media, I'm a professional podcast promoter. I'm a professional whatever. And at the end of the day, are they really that, or are they just kind of trying to take advantage of, of a void that they see Hey, we maybe I can help these people. I learned how to get 10,000 followers. How maybe I can help this podcaster too. At the end of the day, what's really sketchy about living in these times is we don't know where to trust our trust information. We don't always know who to trust and where we can get real education opportunities, real success opportunities to get real good information that isn't going to be just a bunch of bullshit platitudes. When I see all these ads on Instagram for various schools, various uh, influencers, people trying to help podcasters, people trying to help YouTubers, um, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But um, there's a lot of people now that are trying to do exactly what I'm doing but not necessarily always on the up and up. And so when I criticize some of these folks, it's because I want you, my audience, to see that uh, not everybody's coming correct. There's a lot of hateful attitudes out there. There's a lot of people just trying to use their looks or their um, advantage, their inherent advantage as a way to uh, achieve this 
you know, money and fame. And uh, that's not why Rebecca and I do this. We do this to help real people who are struggling, struggling with feeling good enough, struggling to feel accepted, struggling, frankly, to maintain good mental health in a society that is oftentimes hard to make a splash. You know, Um, it's hard, you guys. Uh, And so we hope that you guys will uh, try to see that we are not trying to have a pity party. We are not trying to show you our vulnerability because we're negative. Uh, Just that uh, positivity is not instant, you guys. Positivity comes through a series of trials and tribulations where you process your feelings and you get things off your chest and you you kick grass for a while and you get bitter for a while and you get angry for a while until you finally arrive as at a better place and that's what success is it's a, it's an unwillingness to give up it's an unwillingness to give in to defeat and it's an unwillingness to let your harshest critics and cynics out there uh trick you into not believing in yourself that's what it's all about you got to believe in yourself no matter what. But it's hard. It's hard. We live in a culture now that there's a lot of people out there that have just basic advantages that we don't all have. So at the end of the day, don't give up, you guys. Don't give in to defeat. Um, But in your times of silent contemplation when you're depressed, really think about the steps necessary to achieve your goals, to to achieve your dreams. So do look out for everything. We're at Surviving Empathy Podcast. Look out for the YouTube channel at Chef Bride Comedy. Uh, please go on over there and subscribe. Uh, become a patron. You'll hear all kinds of things about what we're trying to do and how we're trying to grow the show. And of course, I will always try my best to um, to to be myself and to to help regular people, to help mental health challenged people, to help people find clarity and balance in our society. Uh, I I do apologize if ever I have uh, offended anyone or said anything that, um, you know, hurt anyone's feelings. It was never, ever intentional. Um, But we all get uh, scared. We all get uh, worried. And we all tend to get frustrated in this life. And uh, you have to forgive one another. And we have to learn how to take all that angst and turn it into positive fuel. Just like Joe Rogan said, make it fuel. Turn your bad juju into fuel for the future and uh, learn to let go of all of those regrets, all of that negative energy, um, because it is just slowing you down. And so despite all my uh, times that I've kicked grass and shown it to you guys, I do it as a way to show that we all go through it. We're all there. We're all just human, trying to make the best of a very short life. And we're all scared and worried about success and getting there and having enough money and to try to succeed. At the end of the day, we're always worried about these things. And why would we want to hide those vulnerabilities when we could use it as a learning lesson? That's what it's all about. Thank you guys so very much. We'll have one more episode this season, and then we're going to go into bonus episodes, of course. Uh, between seasons, we'll probably come back uh, again uh, in January with brand new episodes uh, and then look out for th- those little changes. We're going to have several episodes of the new podcast, Name Yet to Be Determined, and we're going to have paranormal stuff, paranormal reviews, movie reviews, and fun things on the YouTube. Um, man, 
we're just trying our best. We're trying to give it our all. And so please, please, if you can help us, we really just, we need the encouragement. We need the friendship and we need to feel like people care. So if you can do that for us, we will do everything we can to help you as well. That's what it's always about. Thanks, you guys. We love you. See you next time.